the martini wow entertaining irreverent and hysterical hard to hit it is it mostly <laughs> what about you guys huh? <laughs> <laughs> what's that for well, don't put our address on a profile bitch what the fuck okay what? oh what are we saying <laughs> <laughs> Good evening or morning. Good okay. evening. That was Good very evening. 1950s. Yeah. I'm having issues with my headphones. Hold on. Yeah. Well, that's okay. <laughs> if only I took a picture at that moment. Right, right. It was awkward. I should have. You know, like normal. I Well, yeah. Good. Uh, for, coming from you, I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. That is it. I want to say yeah. to you, yeah, that was a new way you've you have not opened a show. Good like evening. That I try and do it differently every time. I was getting a little bit of Hitchcock. Good evening. And a little okay. bit of. Huh. Uh, good night and good luck. Oh, which yes. uh, Edward R. Murrow for maybe those I'll news literally fans. have a list of like hundred <laughs> and go through them every. There time. should just be a whiteboard, right? And I just cross. And it then off we have and, the guests you know. cross it off. Yeah, yeah. Because typically <laughs> they're sitting. <laughs> my favorite thing yeah. is now that they're in person. Yeah, uh, they're sitting there awkwardly just watching us and not knowing what to do yeah. while we hold them hostage like, for like ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, unless fun. you're Sean. It's fun. Unless you're glass battles, and then yeah. you just they're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna wander away oh my you God, let me funny. know <laughs> he cracks well me up. you know <laughs> i mean if you have to go pete that is the time to do no it, it is go do it now oh, no. you listen know, you don't do it uh he's interview. lucky he's one of our favorite people so he can do he can do what he wants yeah. to to a point i know that, to a point is right <laughs> everybody to a point to a point yeah, everyone has a line some yes yes some just just it's it further exactly. it's further away because exactly. we love the them lower, and so then listen if we have not told you we love you that you better just mind your shit that's all i'm saying thank you thank you (laughs) um well a little little announcement (gasps) sergey me myself uh i'm Mm -hmm. out on uh vacation leave this week it's true you're i'm abandoning ship for a bit and then coming back to ship because you're getting old you need to you need a sabbatical (laughs) so your hip doesn't go out old i need glasses (laughs) right yes it's true it's true true. (laughs) yeah because you you got older I did exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one year. You the next day you wake up and you get and you're like, what the fuck? For reading glasses. Yeah, yeah I, there you are. Uh, let me just tell you right now that actually is a thing. Yeah, that okay. happens as you get older. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, and, and you crossed you midnight. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck okay. you up. Wait, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm in San Francisco right now. Yes. Um, but we still would love but, to bring you a show. But. Well, of course, we have to bring you a show. Yeah. So this is what we're thinking. So we're in L.A., obviously, because mm. we, we say that every week. Because, listen, we're still happy <laughs> it about it. get old. No, never. Um, what's mm. fun about the pre-L.A. shows and the post-L.A. shows is we get to go look back at what it was mm. like. I guess it's been two years now. It's been two years of yeah. the Martini Lounge. Yeah, I know. Isn't fun. that weird? Mm. So we get to go look at, you know... The difference, yes. because of course it's, the energy is different now that we're here, but energy oh, was always fun. So we thought, let's pick three of our favorites. Our faves. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of our favorites, uh, Margaret Cho, she's been on the radio show. She was also uh, on the Martini Lounge on our podcast. She's also, we she's met her. Gonna have to, yeah, we've she, met her. Yeah, she's she's going to have to come into the studio because, I mean, she, she's touring she blesses right everything that yeah, we do. Yeah, 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 she's getting ready to go on tour. So, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, Margaret. Like, We're come on now. in. We'll yes. treat you with some uh, martinis. Exactly. Some m and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If that doesn't entice Listen, you. whatever's in our pocket. So <laughs> candy toy, that yeah, yeah. Paper clip. <laughs> here you go. Some uh you know a mint that you had sucked on but then you needed to put away so <laughs> it's linty and ew, yeah, yeah that no, happens. 
we are not opening that. <laughs> yeah, um, for real. But yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we're going to we're gonna have one of her interviews that we really enjoyed. Yes. We're going to have it on. So, and listen, people, that's what we're trying to tell you is, yes, you're going to be like, what is they talking about something that happened last year? Well, bitch, that's why you listen to the first part. Exactly. And let you know what's happening. Yeah, and if you like some of these, go back with another. I know. So here's another. So we also, so we love the show Claws. We love Super it. excited because they were greenlit and they just released, TNT just released yep. season two. Um, and if you're in LA and you're riding the bus, all of their advertising is inside the bus that I take everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so super exciting. So we had the best time last year oh when they were gosh, doing yeah. season one, mm-hmm. talking to Jen Lyons. And she hoot. is, yeah, just hilarious. Yeah. Just hilarious. So okay. we're, we decided, hey, in honor of season two, we're going to do her hers. Yeah, she, yeah, we had a blast. Right. And of course, speaking oh. of seasons, season oh, two, uh, the season... Two came out of Queer Eye, which Don't first get me of all, started. the first one was amazing. Don't the get me started. It kills me. Is, exactly. You will cry every episode. Like, yes. Like, um, you cried last last year. You didn't know. No, you, you have no know. idea. Yeah, you, now, here's a box of tissues. Yeah. There. Call the therapist. Get it all ready. Right. All set up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will uh, bring back to you mm-hmm. Karamo Brown's interview, who, of course, is from Queer Eye. He is the culture expert. Yes, and he was phenomenal oh, he, interview. He really Nicest was. Nicest man. You have to listen to this. Also, um, it's amazing. Can I tell you? So oh, I follow, we follow almost all, we follow all the boys follow on all the uh, Instagram. We do. Uh, Karamo lately, it's all about the sexy photos. Yeah. Yeah, like he's like might as well be naked which i'm okay with you keep it up boy but i've noticed Uh, more because i followed him since we interviewed uh, him it's getting steamy and he's engaged i saw a picture of his beautiful Mm -hmm. fiance and their two sons they're so cute and he's hot as fuck yeah i know so yeah it's 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 fun you should go follow him i'm just saying yeah on 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 social media yes also can i just say first season i loved all the boys but you know they're kind of in a hierarchy for you who you love the most everything yeah 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 and Bobby, I liked him, but I was like, eh, he was he was probably number five, right? Yeah. Can I tell you yeah. this season? I love Bobby. I'm just like, what the fuck was yeah. wrong with me? Because yeah. Bobby is amazing. Bobby is amazing. I love him. I love his style. I love him. Oh. I, love, I love his soul. Mm-hmm. I, you know, on Instagram, I love seeing him and his husband together. Yeah, it's just yeah. so. So now I love Bobby. Bobby's yeah, Bobby's it right now the, for me. Yeah. I okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love them all equally. Oh, I the, like. I'm you just like, are a I, liar. No, I do. Yeah, um, but this is what I'm gonna say. Hug me. Group hug. Mm-hmm. Group hug me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just be in the middle. Yeah, uh, that's just, what a group. Yes. A pink Listen, style. boys. When and if you're listening, if and when you're listening, um, I love you all too. Yes. I'm just saying, I found a newfound appreciation for Bobby. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's important. It is. It is. Funny. All right. Well, here we go. We'll just uh, play these guys for you. and Enjoy. enjoy. Our next guest is an actress best known for her work on Justified and the George Lopez sitcom St. George. Currently, you can catch her in the addictive TNT drama Claws. It will definitely make make you way more excited to get your nails done than ever in a world where <laughs> manicures meet mayhem we are thrilled to welcome jen lyon to the lounge jen how are you did you just ask me what i'm doing i said how are you oh how are you i was like well i'm I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, we can ask. I mean, maybe yeah. you're doing something really, really cool. And Some you just, people do. You just want I us don't to know. know. I, maybe you're doing your nails right now. Who knows? I know. 
You're right. I'm doing my nails. I'm also um, getting my PhD, and I'm uh, weaving a basket. I do a lot. You are so oh good. Oh my god, that is that is multi talent. Where can I where can I get that talent and energy? Talent. I love it. Okay, Jen, are you ready to jump in with the boys? I hope you are. <laughs> Hold on, wait, I'm so sorry. I think our connection might not be great. I'm going to move to the other side of the room. Okay, <laughs> okay. good by the window. Okay. <laughs> okay, maybe go to the roof. Maybe that's what I have to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, now, now, just uh, to tell you more about me, I'm on the other side of the room now, near the window. <laughs> <laughs> Where you can see the basket weaving as you do your nails better. <laughs> you're right, you're right. This is... This is a way better place for me. (laughs) I love it. Well, let's jump right in. Before we get to this awesome new show that you're in, let's chat about something that actually you and I have in common. How do you go? How do you go from preacher's kid to entertainer? Are you a PK? I am, but your dad's Baptist or your dad's Methodist. My dad's Southern Baptist. Oh my God! We used to race you guys to lunch on Sunday. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love like this. my dad. It would be like it'd be like eleven fifty nine, and my brother and I would like hold our hands up in the air and just be like, "Dad, we gotta get out of here." Because the Baptist church was like right next door, and we're just like, "You guys are fucking savage when it comes to lunch." Yeah. Well, hello. If we don't have a potluck, we gotta get somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, how do you go from preacher's kid, which we all know us preacher's kids can be a little bit wild, but how do we go from preacher's kid to you want to be in the entertainment business? Well, I think because uh, my brother was very uh, math and science oriented, and mm-hmm. I was very like fart noise oriented, <laughs> and like I, I mean, you can tell who the brains of the operation is. So right, yeah. I. <laughs> So I just went, but you know, like you do, if you're the PK, you like do the church plays and you are sort of watched from a young, from an early age, kind of in a fishbowl. And I was like, well, if you're going to watch me anyway, I might as well like (laughs) put on a wig and a pair of gloves and do something weird. (laughs) Oh, you're, you're my kind of girl already. That's like the perfect attitude (laughs) for it. Do it. Yeah. You do you. Listen, they're all watching you. They are all watching you. And judging a lot. (laughs) Oh, yes. Judging a lot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, but they really are. And right. people, you know, like, I can remember growing up and then being like, nobody's watching you. Nobody's studying you. And I was like, but they are. Yes, I, absolutely. Like, I tried to hold hands with a boy at a football game, <laughs> and two elderly women told my dad, and then I got grounded. <laughs> See? On. I know. Don't it's, tell me they don't this talk. This is what happens. This, I'm it, telling you. Thank you. Especially if you're life. the PK. Small yeah. town life. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> so what, what does your dad think of your career choice and especially now where you're at well he wishes i would play more ic lawyers and less <laughs> sort of sexually loose <laughs> women i mean you, you know. know my mom's always like can't you play a teacher like why do you always have to play somebody that got her her boobs out and i'm like mom i don't i'm just like it's like you know how jessica rabbit's like i'm not dirty i'm just drawn exactly that way. Exactly. Yeah. Girl, I feel you. I know what how that What about goes. you? How did you go from being a PK to being in the entertainment? <laughs> I wanted to piss off my dad. No, no. I have always been loud. <laughs> I always tell my dad, I am a preacher like you, just in a way different way. You taught me to be way loud. <laughs> totally. And totally. 
They made me sing in church from the time I was four. I'm like, listen, I got addicted to the limelight early. So you got to keep going. <laughs> it's their own making. I know. So anyone who, yeah. anyone who listens to our show knows that we love sketch comedy. And, A lot. And improv. We talk about this stuff all the time. All the time. You had your own troupe in the beginning. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We haven't done anything in a while because we all had to, you know, we all kind of like had to make money and do things. <laughs> right, correct. But um, we do. We, ha- we have like, um, we had a lot of success. We got in on the early stages of YouTube before there was like a glut of online comedy. And we're oh, called yeah. Poik Pack. I have been trying to pronounce that all day. P O Y. Yeah, Poik Pack. Okay. Poik Pack. Hmm, okay. What it's is an that? Acronym. Oh, okay. It's an acronym. It stands for um, Pictures of Your Kids Pooping and Crying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. That's the best. <laughs> How many of those are well, there out there? I want those. <laughs> right? I mean, the thing is, like, we, we wanted a name that had, like, an element of blackmail to it. Like, right. we have these pictures. <laughs> Oh my God! So maybe you should watch these videos. I, th- yeah, I think I, maybe right. I feel done. like you always have to give an audience a reason to buy in, and and there it was. And exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, look, we have these pictures of your kids pooping and crying. Like, either you're gonna come in and enjoy yourself, or we're gonna release them to the public. Exactly. It's happening. <laughs> and it's now. the most, the highest level of embarrassment. Your yeah, pictures of it your is. kids <laughs> crying and pooping. What else can you ask for? We all want to pretend like our kids <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> We all want to pretend we don't do that. We all know we do. We all know we do. <laughs> now, <laughs> what was that first experience in your career, you know, um, in, in the early stages that made you realize that this is exactly what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Uh, you like comedy-wise, you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, comedy, entertainment, acting, all of it. Oh, you know what? I can remember getting into, I mean, there's a couple of them. My first, I mean, I always did a lot of stupid physical things like I always thought falling down behind a couch was funny because like all of a sudden you just disappeared (laughs) so I loved anything like that but I remember the first time I made a good like a sort of an adult joke I was five years old and I was climbing into the back seat of my aunt's car and there was an oak there was like a beer can just like in the bottom of the floorboard you know and I kicked it out of the way and I said oh y'all I thought I was at home (laughs) (laughs) your dad's like oh no and I realized that like yeah exactly and then I realized that like what made that so funny was that uh, I was five and said it and I would never be drinking a beer you know what I mean but I was like something came alive for me in that moment that I was like oh like I get it I get who I am and then where I can what I can work with from being this person and like I don't know it just really like illuminated something for me and that is amazing I like to talk a lot about how there really is this moment when you're a kid where you understand humor because I remember yeah. being four years old and I because I overthink everything I was terrified that I had no sense of humor because the adults would tell a joke and I didn't think it was funny so I thought something was wrong right. with me and my sense of humor right. was broken and then there's that moment where you get it for the first time and you understand what funny is <laughs> and it's amazing it's a whole new yeah. world <laughs> yeah it is it's a whole new world but then you also have to navigate the world of the people who think they're funny and not funny and oh. then it's like oh my god especially gosh. like when you're a kid if you're a funny kid like it's 
it's difficult because you're yeah. like, well, I could yeah. give out a lot of courtesy laughs, but like, what, what good is that doing any of us? <laughs> exactly. Um, and it is such a burden for those of us who are hysterical. Oh, the expectation is yeah, high. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And obviously, yes. all three of us are exceptional, <laughs> exceptional at humor. So. Well, let's get to outside. I know. Outside of your film and TV career, you've worked on Broadway and in theater quite a bit, and they're oh, two yeah. completely different beasts. Where do you find your comfort yeah. on either the stage or the screen? Well, my comfort. I mean, theater. Um, was like my first and best love. And I, there's something so immediate and special about it. Um, and the way that you can pull focus and like time your business and stuff on stage is so different than how you can do it on camera, you know? Oh, right. And, right. um, so, I mean, in theater, you, you have so much more control. Like I control if I walk on this set up, what I do on the punchline, right. where I sit, you know what I mean? But on the camera, you do what you do, and then editing can make it completely different. So oh I guess, yeah. like, the neurotic part of me likes theater, because I'm like, ah, uh, gotcha, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know how to do this. Um, but, you know, film and TV, you can be so much more subtle, because the camera is, you know, in your pores, yeah. and you don't really have to do as much, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's... um. I don't know, it's interesting. You can do a lot more with, like, a lot less, whereas, you know, in the theater, you're playing it to the back row. Exactly. And it's such a subtle difference when people tell you, oh, you studied theater, because that's Mm -hmm. when you go, oh, I need to bring it in. Exactly. Because, you know, it's a whole different... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole different, like... And yeah, people, people who are like, you know, if you can do it on stage, you can do it on screen and vice versa. And I'm like, right. that's just patently false. Like, yeah, absolutely. Two yes. different animals. The first job I ever did, I got an episode of All My Children. And I remember going in and I was so excited and I was like doing the rehearsal for it. And the director came over to me and he was like, you're yelling. I'm yelling. I was like, I was like, am I yelling or is everybody whispering? Like, I really asked him. And he was like, well, he was like, they are, they are talking quieter than you, but they're at a table in a restaurant. <laughs> and the camera's going to be really, really close. And like, all I really did was repeat lines that another character said, like, he'd be like, I played a lawyer, and, and he said, like, I'm no predator, and I had to say, predator? But instead, I mean, when I watch it now, it's like everybody's talking at a normal tone, and I'm like, predator! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how... And I'm, like, playing it out. I'm, like, turning out. I'm not even, like, looking at them. I'm sort of, like, I'm, I'm like addressing the restaurant. It's so awful. <laughs> I mean, how else are people in Jersey going to know? That's right. They can't know. They are so far away. <laughs> are so far exactly. <laughs> it's perfect you were just making a little scene i love it I, <laughs> now yeah. um out of, out of everything you've done you know in your in your film and tv career what has boosted you to where you are now what was that turning point of you know okay you're the you're, you're this new tv or television or film actress uh, what was my first, like, what was my first was, film and TV? Or, like, what kind of pushed me into being what, a series regular? Exactly. Yes. What pushed you into that? Yep. Okay, I will tell you. I think it was getting to be a recurring on Justified. Oh, yeah. Because there has to be, you know, as much as we'd like to think that, like, you just get 
discovered in a soda shop and then right. you can be on the TV. Like, there has to be a consensus about you. Like, if you're trusted as a guest star, great. And then if you're trusted as a recurring, they're like, oh, we trust that she can handle more material and that audiences like her. Right, and right. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of, I kind of climbed a pretty traditional ladder of like guest star recurring and then to series regular. Yeah. So how did that all accumulate? Like how did the role on Claws come about? I auditioned for it. I went in for it in New York, um, wow. just working in a pizza restaurant, being unemployed. And I went <laughs> in for it for Meg Simon at Warner brothers. And, um, I got a call back went in for that. Then they asked me to come to LA and do a chemistry test with Nisi. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we fell in love and we've been dating ever since. <laughs> Which is because, let me tell you, it's really easy to fall in love with Nisi Nash. I'm just telling you. I know, right? Oh. I know. I'm going to sleep my way to the top of this. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. So t- give us a brief synopsis for listeners who don't know, uh, who haven't discovered this gem of a TV show, what Claws is. Okay, Claws is about, well, I think just like to sum it up, I would say it's about female badassery, but it's oh, about yeah. five diverse, yeah, it's about these five um, nail techs, uh, manicurists in Florida, and the nail salon they run is also a front for uh, laundering drug money, and mm-hmm. they sort of get sucked into the world of crime, and they get in over their heads, but then they start to like... Uh, they start to like change and grow into it. It's kind of like a female Scarface as well. Oh yeah. Oh, this, this show is intense. There's a, and, and, and that's the thing is it's, there's so much of that and the strong female aspect of it is so, so cool. I love that. That's in there. What's it, what's it like to be on a show where it is such a strong female cast of characters, you know, that's, that's the predominant force. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It's very terrible. Everyone, <laughs> Gets everyone gets their period at the same time. Oh my god! Even even Dean Dean North got his period now. Carano <laughs> had got his period. Everybody is just freely bleeding at all times. <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's a dream, man. And like, it's not only just like the female cast. We've got women behind the camera producing, nice. executive producing, show running, mm-hmm. like. It's just like, I think that that's also what makes it so important is that it's giving a voice to all these different kinds of women. And, um, and you haven't really seen that before. And also women of size, women of color. Like, Hallelujah. Yes, absolutely. I think that that's Hallelujah. fucking great. Yes. It's so great. And, it, yes. and you work so closely. I mean, we talked about Nisi Nash and, and Judy Ray's, you work with both of them. And how amazing is it to share that screen time with them, such empowering, amazing women that are so fucking talented? Oh, my gosh. It's a dream. And Carrie Preston, like, get yes. out of here. She is so funny and brilliant. Like, all these ladies are just extraordinary actresses. But also, what they are that's interesting is, like, mischievous. Like, there is a level of, like, playfulness mm-hmm. and funniness that they all have that I think makes their acting so interesting. Oh, it yeah. makes it so original. I really like that. And like, they don't, they never play drowning. They always play swimming. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think a lot of right. actors can sort of right. sink into like moods and feelings and like these bitches play objectives. 
What do they need? How do they get it? Like, I love that. It's amazing. Well, this show also, we love this show has some strong LGBT characters whose sexuality and even or gender identity isn't glorified as a token minority. They're just regular characters. It's, is this a good sign, do you think, that we can now see more LGBT characters like this on TV? I mean, it's just, it's not thrown in your face. It's just, it's just an everyday fact of thing, life. and I love that. And I, yes, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, what I love about it, too, is like Dean Norris yeah. plays this, like, you know, deeply Catholic, but highly bisexual oh, crime yeah. boss. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, and he's not some token. He is, like, yep. he is, he's the patriarch of the family. He is, yeah. um, a, like, a, like, a killer he runs a huge, you know, uh, nationwide business. Like he's, there's like nothing token about him. It's like yeah. so individual. And also, um, uh, Angela, I mean, Angelica Ross, the lady that plays uh, Re- Relevant, oh, uh-huh. is a, a beautiful transgender actress yep. and like so smart and, and, you know, goes around to schools and talks about these social causes. And um, Evan Daigle, who plays Toby, like, you know, Toby's always, like, wanting to get titties and everything, but he's not necessarily, (laughs) like, you'll find out when it comes, you know, it's going to, it sort of comes out that he's kind of, like, gender fluid. Like, he's not just one thing. Like, you know, it's, like, it's precious, and it's real, and I just, I I love it. And and Quiet Anne is, like... Yeah, she's like a butch lesbian. Oh yeah, typical at all. I just, I just love how this show presents it because you know it does have you know gender fluidity and 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 trans actors and bisexuality and every it has everything in such a normal way that it's just there it is. Have yeah. at it, you yeah. know. It's it's so perfect. Yeah, it's yeah, so perfect. and they don't overly explain. Right. It. They don't. You know, it's yeah. like. You don't it, have to spoon feed an audience. Like we, exactly. we can get it. Yeah, and it, 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 there's a place I think for you know the big coming out episodes and some and some TV shows. But this, I love that this is this doesn't have that. Like you said, it doesn't explain it. It just lets it be. Right? No, it just like is. beautiful. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I've got to say, there's also for us lovely gay men. There's also really good eye candy. So I just need to thank you for <laughs> yes. that. I think is it was it uh, Jack Casey? I think, and it was all oh, I gotta yeah, say. We Whoa. saw the backside of beautiful I, for a few episodes, I mean, and it and oh, we were please, we were very happy. Please. We were yes. very happy, and it's nice to and then, yeah. Like I thought, like even when he was like all like you know gangstered up or whatever, I was like, yeah, he's cute, he's cute. But yeah. then. When he got dressed up in that three-piece suit to go to that art show, oh, I was like, oh, What? What is happening? Yeah. Yes. Just is- so oh, beautiful. And it's nice to see <laughs> such powerful women and, oh and great male actors, but ma- like instead of it's typically the other way around. You know, we, we over-sexualize yeah. women and we just show, and this, yeah. it's like flips the coin and I'm like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm and good. also, what I love about what I love about these women is like they are in control of their sexuality yes, and they, they are, are ashamed of it. Exactly. Like Nisi will get fucked on a desk in yeah. the office because that's what <laughs> she wants. Yes, exactly, yes. right? You know? And uh, push him off when it's every, done. That gives me my full and complete life. I think it's a, I think it's amazing. It's just a brilliant I think your dad show. and my dad yeah. should just sit back and watch and enjoy. I don't think they, they'd have they a good pray time. For us I, later. Yeah, they'll pray for us They'll pray a lot. <laughs> so... Um, Claus is still airing. I mean, it's it's not done yet. There's a few more episodes, but but what is the yeah? Reception? We're on episode eight. We got two more. Two oh. more. 
Oh my god, I'm so yeah. excited! Two more, but can it be like seven, eight more? I Ten know. More? Can we can we talk here? Let, let's get yeah, a few more in there. Yeah, do we know anything about a future second season? I mean, we know we got a second season, but oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, hallelujah! Well, first of all, anything can happen on that show. That's right. <laughs> so That's right. We'll just buckle up. I know. Buckle up and watch well, that. well, it sounds like the audience received it really well. I mean, it's it's. I see it all over the place. Yeah, how has yeah, the response been? Yeah, I think been? so. And like, I, it's like my first real time yeah. like, live tweeting and stuff. And oh, people right, right. get, I think it's a real testament to the writing that people get upset with the characters and think that they're capable of making different choices when they're, we're not. It's written. <laughs> yeah, come on. Right, you know, exactly. But they're like, you know, they'll be like, Bryce, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're an addict. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Like, listen, I, I'm just doing what uh, the page said. That's right. Yeah. This isn't choose your own adventure. But, you know, talk thought, to the writers. Yeah. I felt that way. I felt that way watching Breaking Bad. I had to stop oh, yeah. after, oh, yeah. like, season two because it made me so anxious. Like, I really thought he could do something different. I was like, you know what? If you got out now, and then I would get upset, and then I'd have to be like, he, it's, he he's written. He can't do anything but what the lines are. Yeah. I know, but you're like, always convinced a as a fan that you, you can tell the TV oh, exactly. a very convincing story. And with Twitter now, we're yeah. live tweeting, we're telling everyone about yeah. it, and we are upset. Yes. And the world gets to hear it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Jen, before before we wrap this up, what else can we see coming from you? I know there's a second season of Claws, and that's, oh, that's going to be amazing. What else is on the horizon for you? Well, I'll probably be down at the bodega downstairs later. <laughs> oh, um, perfect. What? Perfect. You know, like if you, if you want to see me, that's probably where I'll be No, I got a, uh, I did this little movie with, um, that Ethan Hawke directed called Blaze oh, about this okay. country singer named Blaze Foley. Ooh. And, uh, and I've, and I'm in that, and I don't know when that's coming out, but I think soon we shot it over the summer. Nice. And, um, and then I'm getting ready to, to go do, um, there's a series on the Verizon platform, Go90, called Student Body President. Okay. It's super funny that my um, friend and writing partner from Pack, Ryan, wrote. And I'm going to go to L.A. Um, next week and go play an evil rival principal. Ooh. What? That sounds juicy. I, that does. That's <laughs> a little you can a really new know. wig for it and everything. <gasps> wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're going, you're going all out, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Can oh. you? That's how you know I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know that when I step out my front door, that's what they would look Absolutely. for. Oh, he's serious today. He's got a <laughs> yeah. serious wig on. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, we have to tell you, we absolutely love, love watching Claws. It is so much fun. It's so entertaining. And this has been too much fun for us. Tell all the girls hi, and we love them. Just, you know. Oh, gosh, I certainly will. We'll send love notes. I love your podcast. You guys are so (laughs) wonderful and funny, and what you do for the LGBT community is so special. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, we appreciate it. It's true, man. It's just true. Well, you're awesome. We are super excited to see everything that comes from you. You're also very, very hilarious. So (laughs) just everybody go do that. Thank you, and have a great time down (laughs) at the bodega downstairs. You too, hon. Good night. Thank you. See you downstairs. Okay, bye. Margaret Cho is a definite American myth and a legend, a comedian, singer, songwriter, activist, actor, 
Basically, she takes shit from no one and speaks out for everyone. She is living proof that you truly can create the life that you want and can do it by your own rules. So to talk about her music, her comedy, and maybe teach us a few lessons on taking life by the balls, we are very excited to welcome Margaret to the Martini Lounge. Margaret Cho, are you on the line? Hi, hi. Hi. That's great. <laughs> well, you already know we, we are in love with you, Matt. We love you so much. Madly. I love you. I love you. That's so nice. I love that. Right? Yes. Not enough love in this world, I'm just saying. So let's get right into it. I cannot imagine anyone not knowing the name Margaret Cho anymore at all. But how would you describe yourself to a sad soul who hasn't seen your light yet? What would you say to people? Um, well, I'm a comedian. I'm... Um an activist. I'm a musician. I am, um, I don't know, you know, there's so many things that I want to do that I, I love to do. And I think that for me, it's, um, just about, um, this expression of, of like being a diva and like growing into that diva life. Um, oh. so I hope to one day be like, Elizabeth it's Gerald. That's my, <laughs> that's my diva goal. I feel like you're halfway there. Um, you know, you gotta have uh, when you're like, like, like I get a gay husband who's twenty when you're like eighty, pushing right. around your wheelchair. <laughs> you know, to me, that's like the true goal. Um, that's where where I'm getting getting to. I feel yeah. like we share the same dreams, Margaret. <laughs> we do. No. Yeah. <laughs> Mar- the, dream, the dream is it's beautiful. Yeah. It is. Full color. I love that. Margaret, you've been in the industry for for so long now, and you've explored all sorts of creative endeavors. I mean, you've had uh, years in music, um, and, and there's a lot of stuff that you haven't done, but is there anything that you've touched on or haven't touched on creatively that you still want to, that you've been thinking about? deeper into fashion, you know, my job would be up to this world that I always loved, but certainly now, you know, and Melissa Rivers has taught me so much and helped oh. me. I just try to honor Joan. Right, and right. Joan was really a fashion icon, you know, the way that uh, she had this very, such a distinctive style. And, um, yes. you know, I, I, I'm very um, into it. And, and so I'd love to carry on in her um, memory, uh, whether, you know, that is like clothing or, or makeup or skincare or something that really is about, um, like, a very bold style, and, and I'd love to get into that. So that's another kind of creative expression that I, I, I love. Now, have you have you noticed like you're so now that you you uh, work with Melissa Rivers closely on the fashion piece? Do you find that his it has like affected your your fashion choices? That things have changed maybe a little? Yeah. Oh my god, she's like I now I buy real purses. This is like <laughs> a big change. No more counterfeit purses, and you know it's better for everyone if I don't have a counterfeit purse. But it's like that consciousness of having a real purse, right? It's so fun. So when I, whenever I see her, you know, I bring a, a real purse around, and she carries it around. She's like, "See, see what we did? See how we changed you? It's so good!" And it's it's 
very much what Joan would have wanted. Right. Exactly. I think you, you've you seen make, the light. You make Joan and Melissa <laughs> proud yes. when you walk in with that real Prada. The That's real what's purse. happening. Uh, they love it. And, um, you know, whenever I wear a good outfit, as mm-hmm. Melissa likes, she goes, that is so JR. <laughs> so JR. So JR. I so JR. You're giving me JR. I am so, I'm using that in my life from now on. Joan Rivers. You're so JR. You're so JR. Hey, JR. I love that. What would, jo- what would Joan Rivers do? Yes. <laughs> I like that much better. Now, uh, we were talking about all the things you, you have been able to creatively just try in your career because basically you do what you want, and I love that. Last year, you released your second musical album, uh, American Myth. And you added writing music, being a composer to your singer-songwriter moniker. How was that experience compared to Cho Dependent, that you had more, even more involvement in your music with the, the composing? Oh, it was great. You know, it's so... Uh, I, the, the world of music for me, it's very social and so fun. And um, then to be able to go to the next step and, and compose... Um, you know, that, that was huge, and Garrison Starr, who uh, helped me on the record, helped me so much with, with uh, building bridges in there and, and helping, like, you know, just make the sound full, and um, so, you know, I, I love it. You know, I love um, making music. I will always do it. it, it it's part of me, and, um, it, you know, it, it's fabulous. You, you, you release your inner gaga when you write your own music. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> So true. Yeah. That's it. I'm going to write yeah, some music. Thank so you. Good. Yeah, that's your steps yeah. towards Gaga. It's yes, Gaga hood, right? Which is every gay man's dream. Yeah, you yeah. Get so. your Gaga hood. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, you just get open up your Gaga <laughs> sensibility. You know, and it's very good. Half that egg. I, half there that you go. I, I I might keep my Gaga a little bit closed, but that that's okay. <laughs> uh, Margaret, <laughs> you have always open been. Her <laughs> Hell yes. Hell you yes. have always been so fearless in your career, um, be it of subject, uh, be it subject matter or trying new things. Where does that approach come from? Why, why the fuck are you so fearless? I love it. Uh, thank you. You know, it's really like because I grew up in San Francisco mm-hmm. and I grew up like around the time of Harvey Milk. I'm really old. Like <laughs> I remember Harvey Milk being uh, like you know. Being elected into the office and uh, as a supervisor and how uh, amazing that was for my dad worked um, had a gay bookstore and so all of the people who worked for him were people who were also working for Harvey Milk and oh, so wow. it was very big it was a very big time and and you learned to be very unafraid it was also the time of Rock Against Reagan, which is was like yeah. so many um, shows that were like about protesting, you know, that president, and um, it was huge. You know, and ACT UP was a big thing, yeah, um, right. which is of course a very, very grassroots, strong activism in in favor of people with AIDS, HIV, um, and gay rights. You know, so th- that that's my background. So I think yeah. that it. You know, you get that way when you come from that. Yeah, true. It's in the it's in the environment in which we are. I don't think we had the choice to be not fearless in those times, especially if you were even someone in our in the community of the LGBT community or surrounding. I think you had to be fearless. It was the only way to live. Mm-hmm. The you know, silence equals right. death. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Silence yeah. equals death. And um, <laughs> Scott Thompson of in the Hall used to have a T-shirt that says "Silence equals quiet." And he also did it. He was doing a tour with Sandra Bernhard called "It Gets Bitter." Oh, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better, honey. Oh, oh for bitter. real. For real. I love it. I love it. So what so would you it. say but to... I, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be more fearless in their life, but they haven't found that way to exercise that muscle? What would you tell them? Well, just the knowledge that we can't afford to be neutral, but that neutrality mm-hmm. is not an option in this in this time, in this, in this era, which yeah. is very fraught with misery and, and, and chaos, like it's, you've got to have your voice. Because yeah. We don't have anything uh, else. Like we, we only have our ability to protest, and um, it's more important now than ever. You know, yes. It's weird. It's scary. So I definitely think uh, people need to be fearless and and. You know, boundless in their energy and fight. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. And that's, honestly, that's kind of the meaning of life right now. It has to be. It has yeah. to be. I right. think we're back in that area. It's the only way we, moving forward. Yeah. The, back in the era where mm-hmm. silence equals death and we can't afford to not be fearless. Yeah. We're back there, unfortunately, but here we are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but we have our history to draw on. Like right. We already have done so much, you know, like... The way that ACT UP dealt with AIDS and um, with the way that people were treated with HIV, like, it was really incredible. And it changed the way that the world viewed this disease. And, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like, the, the search for uh, acceptance and, and not just tolerance, but compassion. It, right. it was really a big deal. But I think um, we just have to draw on that. And I look to examples like, you know, Princess Diana was great. Oh, or yeah. Bruce Taylor. These icons who really helped that along. So there's so much to draw from from history. Yeah. Yes. And that's what we have to do. Learn from history and, that's a and move point. forward. Yeah. 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 Now, Margaret, on our show here, we love to ask uh, kind of a fun classic question, uh, which is boxers or briefs. But typically that works best for, you know, our, our, our men guests, our male guests. Is there a female version of this? Uh-huh. Is, it like, is it like thongs or, or not? What's the, what's uh, the equivalent? This is the worst question. Uh, thongs or granny panties? Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, um, uh, let's see. Uh, um, Underwire. Okay. Or... Oh, there you go. <laughs> underwire, push up bra, underwire, or yes. um, brawless. Okay. So I... I'm, a, I'm of the brawless category. Oh, au natural. I like it. Free the nipple, honey. Free it, girl. Free the nipple. All I, but from now on, I'm just gonna ask our guests if they prefer granny panties, though, because yeah. that's per. I want to know. Or thongs? I want to know. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong. I like a granny panty. You know, I think it's comfortable. <laughs> right. Exactly. It. it is. It. it is the version of sweats when you're home and you don't want to see anybody. That there is exactly yeah. what that is. So as yeah. on, on the Martini Lounge, because we, it, unlike the radio show that you've been on before, we get we get a little crazy on the Martini Lounge, and we love one of our favorite subjects is to talk very openly about sex. 
And you are no stranger to being open about sex, especially on stage and talking about, you know, I mean, you just did that talk show where you talked about sex toys. So what's your favorite thing about sex? I think it's connection and intimacy and how it can be very recreational as well. You know, it mm-hmm. sort of depends on so what your what your relationship with is with the other other person or other sure. people, you know, but right, right. other aspects, you know, like but it's about freedom and but connection is Right. Has it changed for you uh, from when you were like in your 20s up until now in your life? Has that what sex is changed for you? Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's now really about intimacy. As Mm -hmm. you get older, it's serious. Like things get very real. Yeah. And um, so that's what uh, I love about it, you know, is that Mm -hmm. everything is so important. Um, and, and vital and, and beautiful and yes, you know um, I love that. Uh, so I'm very I'm very into it. Right. See, I think that's amazing. Margaret, okay. So while we're talking about sex, there, I, I have a fun game. So there's a game that you play where the last movie you've seen describes oh your sex life. And Jonathan's just happens to be cheaper by the dozen. Um, <laughs> what What, ah! <laughs> what movie title w- is most telling about your sex life? Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Free Willy. Yeah. Um, uh, I think. What's <laughs> Inside Out. Um, Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is Here's, this is funny. my new favorite game. It's, I had no idea that you were going to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and ask your friends. I mean, I, I, I know. Listen. Everyone needs to know. Cheaper by the dozen. So he gets, yep. he, I'm going to cut a bitch later for that, but it, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so we talk about, you know, we've been talking about how fearless you are in life. Does anything anymore scare you? Oh, no. I mean, I don't think so. I, uh, I'm pretty accepting of myself and accepting of whatever life is offering me. Um, you know, I think there's no reason to be afraid. I I understood now as as I get older, and especially right. in show business, it's just always be very weird. You know, uh, I I don't know. I think it's about just security and and feeling right. good about yourself, mm-hmm. and you know, that's the best thing. I I I feel very happy. Oh, see, right, and right. that's and a lot of people in in the industry, that's a hard place for them to find. So I think that's amazing. You know, to find your security, to say, yeah. you know, no, I'm happy with where I am in my yeah. career. I yeah. love that. Well, and even, you know, you Thank mentioned... You. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, you, <laughs> men- you mentioned in your interviews that, you know, your comedy, that comedy really should go too far at least a few times in a set if you're doing it right. Now, for you, you know, there's nothing safe about comedy. You just you just go for it. Can you expound upon that? Can you kind of talk to us a little bit more? Yeah. Well, it's like the, you know, the art form demands um, risk. And then right. if, you, if you honor that, you're doing a good job. Like, it's like you have to get to a point where you don't care about yeah. what people think and what, what is said. And, and you know, that, that to me is the absolute tenet of comedy. Like, it's, 
this is like where we have total freedom. And then there's a lot of people who get very scared about like, oh, what if something gets out that I said and it's like right. inappropriate and, you know, but then like to me it's like you got to get, it's got, that's the best thing to mm-hmm. happen if it gets out. And, you know, you've got to make it um, inappropriate and crazy. And that mm-hmm. that's like, to me, the goal. So, you know, I think um, the, yeah, the art form is, it, it, you know, it's something that I have been obsessed with that I will always do. Yeah. That I love. Um, but, you know, it's it's a tough bitch. Like, she's a bitch. Comedy's a bitch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? And there's, and I think you're right. The, the minute. Bitch. Yeah. The minute you get in your head and you start worrying about, oh, if I do this, this is the repercussion and this person won't like me and this does this, I think then you lose it. You lose what the truth of that art form is. But are there certain areas you right. like to go too far with when you're on stage that you like to push the envelope in these areas because that you, you just like to make people think there? Are there areas you like more than others to go too far with? Oh, sexuality, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's major. Um, anything having to do with race. Oh, yeah. Right. Huge. Uh, well, like, um, anything that's, like, very... I mean, you got to just test it. you got to try it out. Like, you got to find... Whatever is, is, is something that is, is intense. Whatever, yeah. like, personal experience. Um, I talk a lot about suicide. I talk a lot about fear, um, death, uh self-destruction, these areas are so creatively vital and, and, and scary, you know, that they really, um, challenge the artist. So that's, that's what is best when, when an artist is, is challenged and and head on, facing something head on. Well, I keep thinking about recently when you did, uh, the song in the video for I Want to Kill My Rapist. And I was, I was kind of shocked at the response that people were like, Oh my God, that's such a, why is that such a crazy thing to say? That's such a true response that many people who have uh, survived that horrible experience, you were just putting into words and saying, listen, I, I thought I forgave you and I don't, and I want to fucking kill my rapist. Why do you think people were like so shocked at that when that is, an, I would think, a very natural place to be? Um, our culture is set up to protect predators and mm-hmm. uh uh, reward predators. Um, you know, we live in a very, very unsafe world. Yes. And part of that is the attitudes that people have towards abuse, towards mm-hmm. rape. Um, you know, look at Bill Cosby. So 52 yeah. women have come forward right. with the same story and they all um, have to prove it, you know? Yeah. But isn't that proof that so many women have exactly. the same experience? Like, mm-hmm. right. It's like a very... You know, weird thing, and then how it's all silenced now. Like you don't really hear about it at all, or even Donald Trump's aggression towards yes. right. right. You know, all of that it's rewarded, and so it's a dangerous time. Um, that's what it is, we are set up in the culture to protect the abusers and not the innocent. Yes, mm-hmm. and that is so true. We want to blame right. the victim because it makes us feel safer to just act like they're crazy yeah. instead of thinking that that could happen to us. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, so that's a major component in my comedy, too, is like talking about sexual abuse. And, and, and really, it makes people very upset, but I, I think that's funny, too. Right. I love right. to upset people. Yeah. Well, and, and spe- <laughs> speaking of being really upset about comedy, uh, you know, Amy Schumer just recently got a lot of backlash, mostly from 
people you know from the alt-right, but kind of kind of a lot of backlash for her Netflix special. First of all, what what are your thoughts on that? And and secondly, I mean, have you gotten that much backlash and how do you deal with it, you know? Um, I don't I have, but I don't really care. Um she's great, you know, she <laughs> she's amazing. Really, um, yeah. Yeah, I love her. Uh her friends. She really um pushes boundaries and, right. and uh, alarms people. And I think it's because she's a woman. Like, if she was a man, she wouldn't get this right. much shit for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but she handles it really gracefully. I think she's really great at, at dealing with, with, yeah. with controversy. And, you know, she's very funny about it all the time. So I, I, I love her. See, and I think it's it's fascinating. I do feel like when a woman gets uh, to a certain level, it's like someone out there or some cultural thing feels like, well, we need to smack that person down and keep them under, right, right, right. Keep, keep, keep our thumb because, you know, she she had gone so far. You know, women like you in comedy have pushed us so much further than we ever could go, and we need to celebrate that, but it does seem like the backlash is, you're right, harder on these women who are trying to be louder and push us where we need to be. It's just disappointing. Yeah, it's very real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sucks, but, you know, it's very real. And she, she handles it with a plum. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love her, too. And we have to, so speaking to people now, I, I remember the very first time I saw you. First of all, me and my friends were obsessed with I'm the one that I want, and we would watch it constantly over and over. And then... We, you know, you were coming to Bellingham, Washington, and all it was like this big pilgrimage for us to see Margaret Cho. <laughs> and so, been obsessed with you forever, and I love that. And I love that you are coming back to Spokane, our neck of the woods. You're going to be on tour again. Uh, this time on June 1st, you're going to come to Spokane. How would you describe this tour? Um, this is like really just talking about Trump and talking about um, oh, good. the yeah. abusive culture that we live in. Um, that there's a yeah, definitely a lot about destruction, internalized, um, you, their internalized pain and suffering, internalized yeah. self hatred, like all the stuff yes. that you need to shed. Yeah. Um, and so there's a a therapeutic element, um, <laughs> <laughs> the wellness part contingent. Um, but uh, it's um, so it's it's all, all about a lot of different things and. Um, a lot of fun too. So I, I, I'm really excited about the show. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be amazing. And I have to say, eastern side of Washington, of course, is so different than western side in Seattle. So uh, we're a very red side over here. So I'm really excited that you're coming. I'm excited uh, for the reaction. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. you to talk about the things we need to talk <laughs> about. Yeah, oh yeah. Because we say it all the time, and people people don't love us about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited that you're Aww. coming to a place where it's needed. I mean, everywhere in this nation, I think it's needed right now. But I love oh, yeah. that you always start those conversations no matter where you are or what you do and that's part of why i you know always been obsessed with you so i think that's amazing so thank you for that oh thank you yeah, yeah thank you i think it's gonna be it's gonna be mm-hmm. awesome i'm really excited to be there it oh, will I be I, I know we'll we'll, we'll be, be sitting there and we'll I, be stalking you from the audience it's fine yeah. it's fine don't and worry. i guarantee I, love it. <laughs> I guarantee you it'll be us Two queens and then a lot of other gay men in there right. as well. Why? Okay, why is that? Why do gay men love you so much, Margaret? I love gay men. I love I love the the culture that we have created, women and gay men together, mm-hmm. and lesbians too. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just um, it, 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 it's not like it's not confined. And it's also trans women. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just this connection that we have. It's soulful. It's uh, familial. Yes. Uh, familiar. I, I, I'm so grateful for it. Oh, well, I have to say, I think uh, we're all grateful for, for you as an entertainer anyways. And I think, part of, I think part of the reason why I connected so much with your comedy from a very, you know, in my 20s till now is because it's seeing, we know, I know I have to be loud and sometimes you just have to come out of your comfort zone. And to see this woman doing the same thing on such a big level is inspiration, I think, to to those that don't always feel like their group has a voice. You gave us a voice for decades now, and I think I think marginalized groups are very drawn to that. Not only strong people like that, but strong women. They are just to see to overcome so much gives us hope that we can do the same in our own lives. And I think that's why me as a gamer oh, yeah. is drawn to you. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. Yes, we shall overcome. We shall. We shall. We shall. We let's. We'll lock arms and and walk you. You know, <laughs> do our own little one block parade with you. There you That's go. That's it. <laughs> I love it, Margaret. Before That's we let perfect. you go, do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners here at the Martini Lounge? Yeah, uh, I love you. I can't wait to see you, and um, let's let's kill this. We're oh. I'm with you. Let's on it. Let's kill, kill it. this. We're on. Boom. So, Margaret, you are amazing. I cannot wait. June 1st can't get here fast enough is mm-hmm. all I have to say. Yeah, but true. Enjoy your tour and your amazing music that you you continue to explore and be recognized for. Uh, your Anna Nicole song is one of my favorites. <laughs> so just, you oh, know. You. Oh, it's beautiful and it's personal. And I, I think it's, and the video is wonderful. So thank you, Margaret. Oh. And we will see you very soon up here in our, our neck of the woods. Thanks. I love you. Love you, too. Have a great day. You may remember our next guest from the good old days of MTV's Real World and 2004's Real World World Philadelphia, but he is back to reality as he joins the new cast of the Netflix reboot of Queer Eye as the resident culture expert. After binging the new show twice, and I'm sure a third one in our very near future, we are super excited to welcome one of the new Fab Five, Karamo Brown. To the lounge. Bravo, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you so much, guys, for that warm welcome. Well, oh, first my of gosh. All, the pleasure's ours. Yes. First of all, sir, we are obsessed with the yeah, new absolutely. Queer absolutely. <laughs> you guys are my, my new favorite people. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. We, I got to tell you, we were super nervous creating something that already had such an amazing legacy. Right. But we right. are so proud of what we did. And the you response be. has been amazing. So yeah. thank you, guys. Oh, of course. So let's just get to it. It's been like a whole generation since the original Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was like a cultural phenomenon. So for yes. those of our listeners that maybe are not in the generation who saw it, can you kind of explain the premise for them? Sure. So the original incarnation of the show was five gay men who had expertise in five areas, which are fashion, grooming, design, um, food, and then culture, mm-hmm. went into middle or into New York and made over straight guys. The term metrosexual that a lot of people knew about came from that original show of turning men, straight men into metrosexuals. And right. now the show is back, but it's different. We're now in the South, the heart of America. Um, in Atlanta, and we are not just making over straight men, we are making over or make better families, gay men, 
Um, and there's a lot more of an emotional element to the show this time around oh, that definitely. I felt spare. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think I cried at every episode. Pretty yes. sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know. That's that's my favorite part is you get to see so many oh deep my levels God. here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Listen, I tell yeah. the guys, if I'm not making somebody cry, then I, there's a problem. <laughs> True. Well, you do your yeah. job well. So yes, you do. Well. Yes, you do. Thank you. Thank well, you. and we don't, I mean, we don't mind talking about this because we're kind of a pair of loud gay men here in the media, but everyone wanted to know what we thought of the new show, and we were kind of uh, reluctant to watch it even because, like you mentioned, there's such big shoes to fill. However, you guys totally did that. I mean, we have rewatched it twice now. It's right. been uh, something we recommend to everyone. How did you do that? How do you take something that works so well, change it up, and make it brand new and amazing again? Well, the first time that the, the guys and I got together, we sat down on the roof of our apartment building where yeah. we were staying in LA, and we said to each other, um, we're going to be real and open. Mm -hmm. And for me, especially being the only one that had experienced reality TV, I encouraged the guys and said, the more that we could talk about ourselves and be realistic about like us, me being a father, you being husbands, about our views as, you know, me as a black man, your religious views about being femme shame. If you can bring that, then it's going to be real. Um, mm -hmm. But also we, we said, let's have fun with each other and make sure that while we're having this experience, we spent every day falling in love with each other as best right. friends. Oh, um, I think the audience really sees that. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and let's get to your specific role. Talk to us about this culture expert part, because this was a really hard part for the original Jay Rodriguez to sell in the yeah. beginning to show why the why the hell this is a thing and he it took him a while and he pulled it off but you have really made it your own very solid part of the show from show number one how the hell Thank do you, you approach something that's very i mean it's hard the culture yeah, aspect it is. to to a get a handle of it 100 percent. and the culture time first time around jay what a lot of people don't know is that jay was they discovered him on broadway so oh, wow. they spent yep. why he was always introducing people to Broadway and giving away tickets. Right. It's like, I came from the Broadway world. My background is in social work and psychotherapy. So for mm -hmm. me, I came to culture with the sense of how do we have culturally relevant conversations that help you get over the fears and anxiety you have? Because yeah. that's what I did with people I used to work with. What is, what is blocking you? Because what I realized right. in my personal life as just a man, as a father, is that you can fix all the outside, honey, but if that inside ain't working, <laughs> you will have some real yeah, problems. True right. statement. I yeah. like that. Exactly. It's true, though. Yeah, there's a lot of work inside that people don't yeah. necessarily see all the time. Whatever you look like, wherever you go, you're uh -huh. still there. Yeah. yeah, beautiful exactly. on the inside and out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And luckily, the producers, um, the first episode, Tom Jackson, uh -huh. um, I can be very honest with you, um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, you don't see me doing as much as I I do later on because yeah. they're like a little hesitant of like, uh, we're, we're used to something else. And they were so amazing and just trusted me to have right. these moments with the guys. Right. And it worked out, thankfully. It yeah, totally works. It, it does. really does. It does. Well, so speaking of Jay Rodriguez, I mean, from the original cast, have you have you been able to meet kind of your counterpart? Um, and then have you met the rest of the the uh, um, so, the old cast? Yeah. So Jay and I actually yeah. were friends before I got the show because oh, of awesome. Los yeah. Okay. And let's be real, Jay is fine as hell. Like, yeah. But the minute I saw him at the club, I was like, uh, Jay, you look good. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, so yes, I met him, and actually, when I got the show, I couldn't tell him that I had, you know, taken his role and right. was now the culture guy. So we were talking on the phone, and I was, he was like, "What are you doing in Atlanta?" And I was like, "Uh, just uh, relaxing." <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of sucked, but we have met the um old uh the OGs as we call them. Oh the yeah. Original gang. And they have all been amazing. Um, Carson has been oh my God. supportive yeah. of yeah. just giving us advice on how to navigate the business, which oh, yeah. I just wasn't expecting. He was like, listen, honey, if you want to have a career, this is what you do. Cayenne is sort of like our spiritual mother. Aww. He like calls us, kind of just tells us like, listen, you've got this. We're praying. We love you. It's, it's, it's so... It's you know I joined a frat when I was in college and my yeah. frat was never this supportive like these yeah wow like, it's, it's been amazing yeah see that's so great and you know you were mentioning uh, you guys as bond and the truth is in this in this incarnation you guys it like seeps through the television like it feels like you guys are best friends yeah but how do you go from being cast and when you all meet each other to the this amazing connection i mean how, what was that story and did you really have a lot of time and how did that come together so they did a nation a worldwide casting of about uh i think it was twelve thousand men oh my god they yeah they were i mean in the casting men from uh the uk from scotland from australia everyone was flown in from canada um and so they narrowed that down to a thousand and then that thousand down to 140 that they brought to this three day intensive weekend. And when I walked in, the first person I met was Bobby and Tan. And we oh. sat in, and actually we, I have a video of the three of us. The first day we didn't move from each other and we would just be snickering and kicking and laughing. And then <laughs> immediately Jonathan was like, what are you hoes talking about? And <laughs> And then Anthony joined shortly after that. And the three days, we didn't separate. And Bobby actually created a text chain yeah. called the Fast Five. We didn't know if we got the job, but we had told each other, even if we didn't, we were going to be friends for life and be our own Fast Five. Aww. And when we started, I know, it's so, it's so like corny, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Um, yeah, and then when we when we started getting the calls, because you know we got them one at a time, and there was like a two-hour span in between, we were all... Um, I, I want I don't want to say the word, but pooping bricks on yeah. the ah. phone because we were calling we were calling each other like, uh, uh, did you get a call? Did you get a call? Um, luckily, yeah. all five of them got the call. So that is oh. awesome. And I'm assuming the phrase is shitting bricks. I'm yes, <laughs> I did, yes, yeah. I didn't know if there was kids listening. Listen, yeah, listen, listen. We we are not FCC regulated. You're I know. Thank go. the yeah. Lord. Yeah. I'm I telling you, honey. Bricks. Um, I have a really important, very deep question very. about my brother. How do I nominate him? Yeah, he's a hot mess. <laughs> he would need the Fab Five like no one else. Yes. Um. I, so hopefully we get a second season. Oh, you will. Uh, yeah. You will. Hopefully we're 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 optimistic. Netflix mm -hmm. seems very happy with the show, so we're fingers crossed. Yeah. They actually just had us um go last week. And make over a Netflix employee that oh. people can see at Netflix.com. Oh, like that's fun. Yeah, which was kind of cool to get us all back in the saddle. But yeah. for your brother, if we had a second season, now you got a personal connect with me. We'll Hell put yeah. him in the rotation. But it, just in case, you two seem like very fabulous gay men yourself. I'm just saying. Oh, like, it's true. 
That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. No, you're right. On the road. You're right. We can be Listen. the fat too. It it is true, but we're gonna send you a picture of his yeah. brother, and you'll be like, "Oh fuck, we got to do the season right now, right now." You love my brother so much. I love his brother, but oh, <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's girl, good. he is a disaster. Oh so I hope I hope he listens to the show. I uh, you know what? I you guarantee know, it. That's how it is. So what I found fascinating about this show is that uh, there are tense moments and there are issues that are brought up. I mean, from explaining in the very first show when the guy asked who's the wife to the very sweet and well-meaning, uh, I mean, he's a very sweet and well-meaning straight man. And then to the moment that I think every single one of us held our breath oh when you gosh. were pulled yes. over by the cop and he was being kind of cold because we didn't know that he was a friend. And it was that moment. How the hell did those moments happen? And you're getting to capture these educational moments for everyone on camera, but they're scary as fuck. Oh my God, I gotta tell you, the feeling that we had there was just the same that you felt yeah. through the TV. So the beauty of this show, and I, I tell people this, reality nowadays is superly overproduced. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the thing about this show is that they would give us a piece of paper on Monday morning that had minimal facts, sort of what we're reading in the beginning, and that was it. They would never say, this is where you have to bring this person, this is what you have to talk about. They would literally just document us for hours upon hours doing what we do talking which i appreciate it so when you see those conversations about the guy saying who's the husband or the wife mm -hmm. yeah. that's just how a lot of people think you know yeah right. it's 2018 but when you go to a lot of places they're like which one of you is the guy or the girl yeah and it's like uh we both have penises yeah yeah and regarding that cop episode um that so the way that a lot another thing that people don't know is that the way that we decide who drives is us as the fat five in the morning time we sort of run to the cabinet to grab the keys because we're driving from <laughs> to sometimes three to four hours out oh my god of nowhere. and whoever drives our rule is gets to control the radio uh, and for uh -huh. me I was like, I have to control the radio because that was one of the furthest drives. Oh. And I love my Anthony, but sometimes his rock music <laughs> drowns me. And, <laughs> and only person I like on the radio is normally Jonathan because he has a good variation between like Beyonce, but they can go a little country. They can go a little, like, it's a good variation. But everyone else, it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> he does, um, he does seem like a good music guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it, his music taste is great. Right. So that morning, I was very much like, I have to drive. Okay. And the producers were all like, no. And I actually put up a hissy fit, not knowing that they had set up this oh. fun thing. And they were scared that it was like, how is this going to look that we put the black guy on the oh show? Oh, my gosh. In the so we actually started an hour late because they were trying to convince me at seven o'clock in the morning not to drive. But the more they were trying to convince me, the more I was like, no, I'm going to drive. Right. And we, you know, I'm glad that I did because it allowed me not to have to check the fact that I still am a black man, even though right. I'm a proud gay man. Right. And it made an amazing conversation with somebody who now I call a lifelong friend and who is change from this like trump supporting right i don't know what he was to now he's calling me and he's like you know i feel really bad that i made this decision and i feel really bad i made this and i'm just like wow wow See? So that's, that's amazing, amazing. Yes. It's like, I'm like, i tell everybody oh this this time around yeah. we got we got hearts changed mm -hmm. we got like mm -hmm. these people are on fire that's amazing this is why i yeah. cry when i watch the show exactly right and uh, side note 
that guy who pulled us over yeah. outside of that uniform is fine as oh oh you are not kidding <laughs> oh yeah we noticed in the final scene i'm like what the hell uh-uh. is happening uh-uh. i mean Too good. Sh- and should we mention superman hello <gasps> oh, baby superman did you get his number I, yeah i just was like if you if you ever decide you want to tap into the bi world <laughs> Gay world. Yeah. I, I don't care. Yes. Um, listen, just let me know. I will pretend break up with my boyfriend of eight years for a day. Exactly. I mean, oh if you need God. a tour guide. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, okay. Whatever you need. Or, you know, a whatever culture you expert. Yeah. You know, that you need I, that. Um, I just got to give you also a little tidbit about Superman that yeah. I have no only one uh-huh. so the thing with that episode is that i actually had a lot of interactions with the other guys uh-huh. and superman started crying on my shoulder <gasps> at one point and i thought they were going to use it but they didn't oh because he had said that when he had played sports he had been bullied because he took up for the gay kids <gasps> the gay classmates and for us to be here meant so much to him because he always felt alone in this town trying to like protect his friends oh who were openly. I was like, oh, Superman, I love you even more. Oh He's my the God. real Superman. I'm going to go convince him to marry oh me. God. That is <laughs> the sweetest. Be first, girl. Be first. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They should have showed that. That right, would have been they amazing. Should've. You know what? That's awesome. I'm glad we heard it. Um, yeah. Karama, I want to delve in uh, a, a bit into your life outside of this show, um, especially that you mentioned uh, you, you've been a social worker, a licensed social worker um, for 10 years. You had done that. What yeah. is, is that kind of what gives you a good edge to relating to people? Um, has that helped you uh, along in your life, especially in the show? I got to tell you, yes. Every mm-hmm. So I only started television. So after I did The Real World, back after I graduated from college, I didn't yeah. do TV for another 10 years. Right. And I've only been for years now. And it did social work informs because I work primarily with homeless adults. And then I worked for the last seven years with LGBT youth. And when you see people who are in a perpetual cycle of self-destruction, mm-hmm. who just feel alone in the world, who just need resources mm-hmm. to help them feel as if they can achieve, that's what Queer Eye is. You know, uh, right. my job was really for someone to sit in my office and say, I, I, I've been on drugs and now I'm trying to get better. How can you help me get a job? How can you help me get an apartment? How can you help me to get clothes and food? How can you help me to get a therapist? And literally, I'm like, oh, I've been doing this. Right. And, it, and one of the things that the guys always say is that they're like, Karama, you're the best listener. And it's because I had to spend hours upon hours sure. sitting there just listening and, and not judging, but allowing people just to express how they feel. So I'm thankful for my background because it has helped me in this. Wow. That's amazing. And wow. you you to- totally are an activist through and through. Um, and we write up about you have an organization called 6and10.org. And it talks about, it takes the HIV advocacy to like a really in-depth conversation and focuses on the gay and bisexual black community. Can you yes. kind of talk to us more about that organization? Of course. So um, I started the organization um, because, if, and also if you can let me, because I just actually joined the board of a new organization. Oh, yes, please. Go for uh, it. But I, I started 6 and 10 because I was doing this interview um, and the interview got canceled. And the interview was supposed to be for World AIDS Day and me discussing my activism. And the producer canceled me because the host didn't want to talk about it. So when I got on the phone, I was like, what is this guy talking about? 
Uh, he doesn't want to talk about the black people, the gay people, or the HIV. Because either way, I'm going to light his ass up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right. There's a problem here in all three of those ways. Yes. And it kind of just galvanized me to realize I have a bit of a platform mm -hmm. and why not try to figure out how to help the self-esteem and mental health of people? Because the organization called Six and Ten, because a year and a half ago, it was six out of ten um, African-Americans who identify as gay as bisexual would be infected by mm -hmm. with HIV before the 40. Wow. Now that one and two. And <gasps> so... Yeah, it's crazy. So what my organization has been doing is we've been working in spaces such as schools, such as churches that usually don't have conversations about HIV, but really do affect the mental health of people so that people can understand how to have these conversations in these spaces so that people know that at the end of the day, it's all about protecting yourself and loving yourself. Oh, um, and so that's yeah. what we've been. But. I just joined the board of Outright International, which Ooh. is the largest LGBTQI human rights organization. We advocate for LGBTQI rights globally. So I'm going to London actually tomorrow. Um, I spoke at the UN. And basically we, oh my we just work on like all these other countries where people are, it's still allowed to murder someone or arrest mm -hmm. them for being gay. Yeah. Go there and we our brothers and sisters and i'm so proud so if anyone wants to support it's outright um international they can go to the facebook page or the website um yes that's, that's amazing amazing and such important work karama you're the real superman here you're you the really gay superman. are you yeah. are i'm not i'm yeah. not i'm gonna have a cocktail so I don't think oh you know that's okay <laughs> Us i love too. it yeah well i what i love about that i mean you're such an activist through and through that you are outspoken you're uh you work nonprofits, and you're always contributing your voice to the advocate and your voice is so important because it brings a perspective we don't get to see very often, especially that, you know, the black, gay black male is not our headlining reporter. Right. How, how do you take that opportunity by the horns and change the landscape for both gay and black men? You know, I, I just, I am, you know, I'm privileged and I, I keep having to remind people that, mm -hmm. that, you know, so many of us are privileged and we don't realize the access we have. And sure. so I do. And I'm thankful for it. So when I get into these spaces, spaces, I know that it's my job to open the door and to discuss um, communities that feel like they don't have that access and they don't have that privilege. And so it's a pride of honor and badge and humbled every time I do something. Um, but, you know, the fight is not done yet. Like, you know, it took when we were in Atlanta for Queer Eye, um, JVN, Jonathan, we call him JVN, Jonathan, and I hold hands all the time because we're like Aww. sister and sister. Aww. And yeah, it's it's and it literally it took the second day we were there for yeah. someone to scream while we were walking down the street from a restaurant, you faggot and you nigger. Oh, oh my god. god. Wow. And we both stopped because you see we're like very yeah. big personalities. You're like, what? And this person boldly said, Yeah, I said it, you faggot, you nigger. And we were just like, This is 2018. This yeah. is still going on. So when you talk about me and the, the ability to get in these spaces, it's like, I have to, you know, yeah. because we got to change. You know, there's still so much work to be done for someone to feel that emboldened to say to an effeminate man and a black man yeah. to call us those names. Work has to be done. Hallelujah. Absolutely. That is so true. Absolutely. So much of it. You know, it's 2018 and we have come a long way, but there's still such a long way ahead of us. Yeah. It's yeah. like this middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for doing all that work. I okay. Real quick, I do want to um, talk a little bit about uh, something that's a little closer to home, and that's your two sons. Your father, 
Um, yes. How how amazing and how has that kind of like inspired you to be yourself and, and, and changed your role um, over your life? Well, let me know. First of all, um, one of them moved out a year ago and they just moved back in and I'm depressed now. Yeah. <laughs> I, really thought, I really thought that my house was about to be back to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Y- y'all, do y'all, do, are you all in relationships or like, do you have kids or people living with you? You live by yourself, I'm assuming. Well, we we both ha- are dating Not, people yes. and we live together. Yeah, we live together, but we're dating separate we people, but we don't time. have any kids. Yeah, there, yeah. there's yeah. the rundown. So you, <laughs> so you all still know how great it is to get out the shower. Oh hell to yeah! Walk to your kitchen, butt ass naked, <laughs> get ass out. Yeah, uh, get flowing. It just feels good sometimes. Yes. You know yeah. I mean? Or to start making out in the kitchen and yeah. to like say, you know what, we're just gonna go ahead and just do this right here. Oh, I haven't yeah. Done years. I yeah. haven't done that in years because of children, and, oh. and it's depressing. Uh, it's depressing. Yeah. Um, I do love my children with all my heart and soul. They are amazing. They're the biggest gifts. They have informed me and made me a more mature man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it also on this show has helped me to relate to these other men who are fathers because they've never experienced a father, a gay man who's a father sure. and raising their children alone. Um, so it, it gives us a sort of mutual respect. Um, but I would be lying and any parent who said that they cannot wait for their children to go off and move out are lying because <laughs> Lord, I love them. But the 17 year old is about to go to college. And I'm like, go. <laughs> I'm like, is it, can I get you an apartment somewhere? Like go be what free, my do? child, be free. Yeah, Spread your wings and fly. Yeah. <laughs> spread your wings, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, I have to say so as we're doing all our research. First of all, uh, Sergey and I have this very interesting dynamic because I'm like a bear guy and he's like a supermodel. And I, and so we have super fun. It's a great uh, perspectives to bring to our show. But I saw that you, co- you co-starred in one of my favorite shows, Where the Bears Are. Yeah. Oh, listen, I, I posted something the other day. I, I love, and they talk about it on the show all the time. I, sorry, supermodel. I love the bears. <laughs> um, you're getting a bear <laughs> supermodel out here. Oh, right. That's I'll, I'll, I'll say hi. We'll you do coffee em. and I'll say hi to your husband too. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I love a man with a belly, some hair, fat yeah. ass. I mean, <laughs> sign up for all of that. Uh, you have no idea. Oh my God! They, listen, girl. Uh, I am coming. Yeah, I think you. I think I don't know the trouble. I don't know if you know the trouble you just opened. I know. It's listen, Pandora's box listen, out here. It's a thing. Yeah, because actually we're relocating the whole show to LA in in sixty six days. Yeah, sixty seven. Yes. Sixty seven days. There you go. Because we're crazy, and it's mm-hmm. also four degrees up here, so we're ready. We're, <laughs> we're ready we're for done. it. We're done. Hold on. So when you get to LA, let me know because I'm coming to the studio to hang with you. Guys. Yes, oh, yes, yes, please. We will have too much fun. I know. We'll have yes. drinks ready. We'll just have Sergey's brother visit, and we'll <laughs> we're gonna ambush him. There we'll we go. Ambush him right there. There we go. That's how we do it. Well, uh, yeah. Just let you know, Anthony loves a supermodel, so he loves a See? pretty little face. Oh. So you know, you have bust of both worlds. Yeah, yeah right. I have them over. What I love. We are obsessed with every single one of you. Everyone. So, you guys are so great and all very unique and absolutely lovable. Yeah. Every single one of you. So many different like personalities and just different people. I love it. I want Tan to dress me. Oh yeah. I I I literally don't go out of the house without Facetiming Tan. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's a personal stylist. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because we've all become dependent on each other when we're out with each other, where we'll turn to Jonathan and we'll be like, um, how does my beard look? How does this look? Or they'll, in Orange Town, they'll be like, I'm having a really shitty day, Karamo. Will you help me? Oh. And like, we literally all turn to each other. Yeah. It's weird. Like, we're each other's, you know, make betters every day. So I love that. You're oh each my other's God. Yoda. Yes. You know, Besties. Yeah. Best the Fab Five for ever. real. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, Karamo, it's been amazing to talk oh to my you. God, we so have waited fun. all week and we were um, super excited. Yeah. And now we're going to crack open a bottle of wine and cry because we have to end this. I know. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> but if you have anything you would like to shamelessly plug at this point, go for it. Yeah. This is the, I just your want window. to plug. I just want to plug all the bear men out there. Let ah. them know that I love them. <laughs> and uh, oh. they can hit up my DMs anytime. There I'm you go. I'm back because I'm a faithful man but yeah. oh girl i just asked for a big old hug there That's you go all I oh, a bear hug <laughs> you got it awesome nailed it you are it. amazing sir and you guys show is absolutely we're in love. phenomenal yeah it has so oh. much heart so much depth mm -hmm. and it's so fun all in the process we have no not even a little doubt and listen we've talked to some netflix shows before and we always call it we're like no netflix is gonna that's we're right. Gonna, they're going to renew we're you. We're Netflix clairvoyant. We we're are. calling it here. So we're saying season. you guys have season two and more to come. Mm -hmm. And and right. we're going to we're going to get you in the studio in L.A. So just get ready. Amen. Please. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, well, fantastic. sir, please have an amazing night. Tell your man hi, but I'm still going to hug you. Just tell him there's All a crazy right. bear. He's yeah, going to hug me, go. but it's OK. All right. We'll do. Have a good night, guys. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Listen, you can check out our website if you want. If you don't, we don't give a fuck. Just just do it. JonathanSergei.com Yeah, like, whatever. I mean, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or something is out there, too. Jonathan Sergey.